Welcome back to the e-commerce podcast. Last episode, we spoke about the top three trends to improve sustainability for e-commerce ears. Now, the challenge with that is that sustainability and improvements to processes all comes at a cost. So we sought the help of a finance expert to assess just how feasible it is to make an e-commerce business sustainable and capture market share on the basis of it. I'm Gareth Martin. And I'm Catherine Shepherd, And this is How to Be an E-Commerce Ear. Welcome back to the e-commerce here podcast brought to you by Tradebridge. In our last episode, we discussed all things sustainable and talked about simple ways to make your e-commerce business more appealing to those with a green spirit. In this episode, we enlisted the help of global head of e-commerce, Grant Fraser, to ask him just how feasible this was for the entrepreneurial leader. The first thing we wanted to ask Grant is how e-commerce is with sustainability at the heart of their brand promise can scale their business without risking the integrity of the message? The, the short answer is, is yes. You've got to live in, and breathe it. Yes, economically, it's likely to cost more money to build a sustainable product and source the right raw materials and ensure that you're not utilising any cheaper products like plastic, for example. But consumers are willing to pay for it. They will buy into that message and that story, especially if you make every effort to put it across to them. They will spend more time digging into your supply chain and where it's sourced from, how well you're paying those suppliers and what your manufacturing processes look like. And also what happens with any any waste, for example, that for products that you don't sell. They want to know all of that. Like if they're if a consumer is making the effort to cycle to work and put in that that time and energy in, then you better believe they're going to put the time and energy into researching your company and your sustainability credentials. So, if the opportunity for the e-commerce here is to adapt quickly and advertise well to acquire more market share, I wanted to ask Grant what some of his favourite sustainable e-commerce brands were. There's no doubt that environmentally conscious and sustainable brands are growing, but what I really wanted to know was what was the brand promise that drew Grant's eye? And the obvious one that everybody talks about is Patagonia. They're in the same vein, they're talking a lot about being very serious about their environmental responsibility. Um, so that's to the planet, um, but then also their social responsibility, which is really to their people and, their, and the people within their supply chain. So what does that actually look like? It looks like all the elements that we would understand around fair trade. So ensuring that the conditions of the workers in your supply chain are up to standard, that they are being paid a fair living wage for the job that they do in the countries that they live in, so that they can then you know, put good food on the table for their families and have a good life. The environmental responsibility uh, elements are they talk a lot about, about materials and where they source their raw materials from. Even down to um, how their products are sold it is important to them. They've trademarked their own like fair trade certified trademark because they recognise that that's important to their customers and they can feel more comfortable about buying their product as a result. They also talk about the farmers that they work with to source the organic cotton. Um, and they quickly they spent a lot of time and 
money and not getting that right overnight, but getting that right over the years that they've been trading as a business. And um, I think that's an important element of um, any, especially large businesses, considerations for sustainability. It's great to hear that sustainability is becoming the accepted practice within e-commerce. But for this to become commonplace, it has to be implemented within business practice. The question I really wanted to ask Grant is whether shortening supply chains is actually a viable option for e-commerce is. So I think more, now more than ever, it, it is. Because um, not, only, not only does it help with um, you know, reducing your carbon footprint and improving the environmental credentials of your, your business, but the economic argument is actually um, gone in your favour as well. You know, everybody's recognised the, the the global uh, trade wars and, and trade issues, rising shipping costs, delays in supply chains. Um, all of that has meant that the 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 e-commerce businesses and the owners that I talk to are actively shortening their supply chain so they're moving from China to, to Western Europe or even UK-based manufacturing in some cases. And it's that's still better for their the cost price overall to my to my surprise. And yeah, you know, all of a sudden they may be more inclined to go and visit their supplier, right? If they're not too far away and, and arguably produce a, a better product that you can work with them together on. So there's really very little excuses now for, for not looking to shorten your supply chain. information about sustainable practices in e-commerce or to learn more about funding your e-commerce business visit www.tradebridge.com with special thanks to grant fraser and the team at tradebridge you can download the e-commerce here podcast from spotify apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i'm Catherine shepherd and i'm gareth martin thank you for listening